0: It's 7pm, it's Friday night, and this is the start of Japanic's Rock and Metal Pandemonium on WMSC 90.3. Tonight, I have with me the members of Killing Session, as well as Mike Dreher from Condition Critical. Now, can each of you state your names and what position
1: you play? I'm David, I play drums in Killing Session.
2: I'm Kurt,
3: I sing and play the guitar.
2: I'm Kim Austin, I'm the bassist.
3: You recently went on a uh,
0: nationwide tour with uh, the guys in Condition Critical. Yep. Yeah.
1: What?
3: Where did you meet up?
1: In uh, Jersey, actually, yeah. at Mike's house.
3: Yeah, um, we arrived there right a couple days before tour and hung out and party.
0: Did you um, do anything um, on your drive from Ohio to Jersey, or did you just make some insane twenty or thirty? hour
3: drive over <laughs> in one day
1: it was only nine and a half hours actually yeah. oh, okay it, it wasn't that bad
3: we just came straight straight here
1: now who was driving uh my cousin's friend actually yeah boss. Dro- dropped, uh, dropped us off up there
0: awesome now can you tell me about some of the highlights from your condition critical tour
4: um
3: the friends for sure i mean we met a lot of great people fans yeah. Yeah.
0: and
2: even the band in general condition critical they're really cool guys to be around they're a lot like us which made it a lot more fun yeah whole, great whole, music also the whole uh,
3: tour bus experience was
2: awesome oh yeah. yeah but the places too like the places each we got sh- each to each show
1: was just something different just yeah, uh know. most of the shows actually turned out pretty well
3: yeah, and all the exploring and stuff for sure. I can't
1: really name any specific incidents, but the overall tour was just a, a great experience.
0: Now, can you guys tell me about like the sound of Killing Session? Like, who were influences for each of you guys?
1: Influences? Uh, say Gene hoglin from Death, uh, Dark Angel also. Um, Dave That's Lombardo, uh, Igor Cavalera.
2: Stephanie Didi Varney from Overkill. He's an uh, incredible bassist.
0: What albums was he on from Overkill?
2: What albums? Like, he's on, all, I think. Yeah,
0: he was all, on all, all of them. Yeah, all of them. He's been D. there. He's oh, totally wait, Didi, originally... did
2: you say? Yeah, yeah. Didi Oh,
0: Didi, yeah. I didn't hear that for a second.
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> still there.
0: I see. Like, I actually got the privilege of uh, interviewing Rat Skates uh, last year. Oh, really? Well, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I was pretty insane. Um, just like because of him, honestly, I feel like he gave me like pretty much the ability to be like a journalist the way I am now. Because that's the reason why I'm a writer at the Aquarian Weekly because of him. So. Oh
1: wow! Cool. Yeah, he's a great guy. No, Kim,
0: <laughs> what are your favorite three Overkill albums?
2: My three favorite. Um, I really enjoy Bloodletting, Years of Decay. And I would say, uh, I really like Neckershine, but I mean, I don't know, I kind of like that album and I don't at the same time. Like the title track and a couple after that are really great, and then it kind of gets boring. Taking
0: Over or Feel the Fire? Feel
2: the Fire. Uh, Feel the Fire, definitely.
0: Now, what are you going to do um, after you finish up recording your album? In Jersey.
1: Um,
2: we have an EP release show um, yeah. being planned right now for Bogarts in Cincinnati. Um, wow. Yeah, so when we get done with that, we're going to set that up, and that'll be our release of that. And I don't know, after that, goes back to playing shows for a while, I guess. Yeah. We've so been on hiatus for a while.
1: Stuff like that Probably tour next year, possibly.
0: You thinking of doing any um, on-site shows in Jersey?
1: Um, not any time recently. Or
2: anytime soon. Yeah, anytime I think they're soon, planning yeah. I think Condition Critical is planning to come down to like Ohio here soon and doing something with us down there.
0: Now, did you get? What was your uh, Chicago show like? Uh, I believe it was v- decent.
1: It was last minute. It was uh, planned like days before we got there. Yeah. That so was there wasn't weird. a great turnout at that show, but the the people we met there really nice and uh, seemed to like us a lot. So that was good.
0: I see. Now I guess did you get a chance to meet um the Chicago radio host Neil Winnell?
1: Uh yeah, I think th- yeah. the metal metal mouth. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did.
0: I remember he was uh extremely positive uh when I talked to him on the phone some weeks back, mm-hmm. saying uh, he really, really uh loved you guys best
2: out of that night. Oh wow. <laughs> that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I mean um
0: he's a really cool person to talk to. Um me and him actually were able to get a Diamond Plate published in the Aquarian Weekly. Oh wow. Oh, that's and cool. hopefully coming months well actually probably after the Diamond Plate tour with Death Angel, mm-hmm. maybe see if uh, we can get something published and maybe a Chicago publication as well. So oh, yeah. that's all in the works. Now I guess any plans on uh going to Europe?
1: Uh well, oh, no, not kind of yeah, broke. That's, that's, uh, no, not right now. in in the future for us right now. But uh I hear Condition Critical is is talking about doing a European and Russian tour.
0: Yeah, like the thing is though, I feel like um in the American scene for like young metal bands, you really need to uh go out to Europe to make it big and people are just pointing mm-hmm. go to Europe, go to Europe. Yeah.
2: Well, the scene's a lot bigger over there, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Do you imagine, like, the tour will pretty much pay for itself when you go to Europe? Oh, no. Nah. I don't think
1: that. I, I, I don't, don't, yeah. I
3: mean, be I really, wish. It'd be, that'd
1: be nice. a lot of money, though.
3: Be awesome, but no.
1: Like,
0: after about how many tours do you feel like a tour can pay for itself?
1: I don't know. It really depends on how much publicity you get and uh, just how popular you are. If you're more popular, you'll... While you're
3: traveling, I mean, if you're going around in just a van and have a bunch of merch to it's a lot better off. Yeah, but, uh,
1: yeah you'll, you'll usually make a lot more money that way.
5: Now,
0: you have any advice for, like, um, when bands go to uh, shows and, like, they're worried about uh, clubs taking a cut out of their merch sales? Uh,
1: yeah, I've actually heard about that before, but... uh
2: I don't, well, we I don't think we've ever experienced we any, ca- of, that. Yeah, of, any, of, any experience. of that. Honestly, most of the time we forget to bring our merch to the <laughs> show, so.
6: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. Like, what would you say to people, though, like, when you're in that side, that type of situation where the people are like, oh, you know, we're going to need $2 out of your CD and $5 out of whatever you sell from uh, T-shirts?
1: Yeah, that'd, be, that'd actually, Because,
0: uh... you know, like, Certain concerts, (laughs) like, I mean, certain clubs I go to in New Jersey and New York, it's like, you'll notice the t-shirts and CDs Mm -hmm. are a lot cheaper for some reason. It's not like the bands picked it that way, but, you know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad we don't have to mess with any of that.
7: Now,
0: when you're in a recording situation... What is the most difficult part of the recording? Is it the drums or folks?
1: I'd say. <laughs> but I'm the drummer, so.
3: The drums are pretty difficult. Yeah.
2: Um, they just take the longest.
3: I'm, I'm adamant about using tab tempo, so that is annoying as well.
0: Do you like to work with the metronome or no?
3: Oh, I'm metronome. Free. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
0: Wait, you're, you're pro or against metronomes? Pro metronome. Pro. Don't you feel like it kind of takes away from some of the creative element
1: somewhat, but no
3: not at all for me but i it, don't know. it
1: it does kind of take away from the more natural feel, but like i I like to have things on time and and yeah i don't I don't really know how to explain it, but uh I just like everything to stay on time, and I think that's a great way to do that
0: on that note. Why don't we uh, listen to an album for a second? Okay. Let's do that. Tell me about how you um, were booking uh, some dates along with the guys in Condition Critical
1: this year.
2: Uh,
6: uh,
1: actually, yeah, we, we, did didn't, it. we didn't. We yeah, didn't Mike did anything. all of that, that really. really yeah. of it, honestly.
2: He took care of the whole, like, mainly the whole thing. He planned yeah. it. He just kept up with everybody. Yep. Just so we knew what was going on, and we just agreed on everything he did. Yeah. It turned out Pretty perfect.
0: Much. Anyways, um... Having some technological differences here. <laughs> um, how many songs are on the Killing
3: Session EP? Seven. Uh, yeah, seven.
0: About how long will this be? Like 20 or 30 minutes long?
3: Uh, mm-hmm. 35, 40. Really? Yeah, they're all about five minutes long. More than that, they're right. about five and a half, actually. So, will long. this
0: be your first uh, recording? Or do you have um, previous releases before this?
3: Oh, uh, We have like small little demos. Just
2: like but homemade we d- we things. An,
3: uh, yeah, stuff that was recorded on small type of things. Uh, we haven't had a... This will be our first official,
2: official like master
0: <laughs> yeah. done
2: well kind of thing.
0: Can you speak about some of these songs on the album? Um,
2: How about Sands of Evil? I don't really know. Sands of Evil is like one of the songs we have. It's all Egyptian and pharaohs and stuff. It's got a really like Egyptian feel to it. It's pretty cool. It's really, it's popular for us live. Like uh, we have a chant kind of halfway through that and we get the crowd to come along with that. It gets energy going and stuff for the show.
0: Uh, tell me more about this song. Like do you feel like you really were influenced by King Diamond doing that? Because that kind of makes me feel like listening to like
1: the mad Arab or something like
3: that. <laughs> uh. I'm not actually, myself, or a King Diamond fan, so, um, not for me.
0: Well, Kim, do you feel like there was any King Diamond in
2: there? Uh, I don't know. I think we have a very, like, unique sense of style, like, for the type of music we play. It doesn't really sound like anybody else, which is a good thing about it. Were you using, like,
0: wacky time signatures doing that?
3: No, uh. We don't actually write a lot of off-time signatures. We just, uh, just go with it, I guess. But, I mean, hey, know, it's all here. even on beat, 4-4 stuff.
0: And we've got, what's his name, Spencer. and Mike from Conditioned Critical in Spencer. the house again. Two minutes left on there.
7: No, I was the other song. Okay.
0: Well, then. Why don't we talk about that for a second, then? Tell me about the first song on there.
7: Uh, That was Random Acts of Killing.
0: And then also uh, the Killing Session song. Because we were playing that right afterwards.
1: That's uh, from the mouth of death, I believe. Yeah, from the mouth of death. It's an old recording.
7: How old is it?
3: About a year and a half, I think
7: or something. Like that. that that song's not on the EP too. So I don't want to give any uh the new there are any other new ones out before that one comes out, just so Yeah,
3: it will be a new
0: one. But okay. So Tell me about some of, like, the uh, arrangements in these new songs.
8: I don't know really how to describe (laughs) the arrangements. Most of them are older
3: songs.
1: And the one you guys are going to hear... Some of the newer songs are a bit more groovy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The one you guys are going to hear has more of an older tone to it, a little bit more thrash-like.
2: Oh, yeah, and these are recordings done in like a bedroom in the back of an apartment building somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're not the best.
3: Yeah.
8: And it's on an electric drum kit, so the drums oh, yeah. don't. Yeah. They're not up to par with like actual drum kits. That's why we're excited for the new recordings.
0: Tell me about the studio that you're working with with Mike. Um, it sucks.
7: It's <laughs> in It's comfortable. It's terrible. <laughs>
0: Is, Is that true, Mike? Does it suck?
7: It's Is it my attic? People die in it. <laughs> No. People die in it.
0: They had it coming, though, right?
6: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Of course. They pissed me off.
7: I thought you were going to actually do the killing when you had me and Spencer leave and everyone trapped in here with you. So <laughs> you were going to help me out. We but, thought we were the survivors. Yeah. yeah. But
0: uh, tell me about, like, the mic setup where you're recording.
7: Um... Oh, well, and this is chewy.
6: <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I use it in my basement. My my walls are very, it's more compact my basement. It doesn't really echo as much. And I have a, a separate room that I kind of cleared out. And I set the drum set up. And I put, I got like a, we got a little border to put around it. That's like a soundproof plexiglass around that. <laughs> and I use just standard, Eight mics, you know, just like I get the uh, two for toms, two overheads, one snare, one two kick drum. Oh man. yeah, we just finished today, and uh, drum wise, finished today, it's pretty good, sounds good.
6: Now,
0: thinking back on your trip to Florida, what types of things did you use from that recording to work on the drums?
7: Like Here. what kind of influence I got from that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, just like, honestly, like working at Mana is like a whole nother level. Like I shouldn't even be compared with <laughs> Mana's recording, but um, yeah, just from like the other studios we've been in, and just like I've just taken a little bit of uh, like learning skills and everything from every studio we've been in. I've been going to school as well, so kind of now I'm taking an action with it. So
8: he's pretty good with it. Yeah. yeah.
7: Yeah, I so get it. No. Yeah. Is
0: this your first time uh recording an album?
7: Um I recorded this uh Project at, like school. I've recorded uh like some like for the next Condition Critical album, like uh us and our ex drummer used uh sat in my basement and recorded everything and it sounded really good and um I figured I'd finally I put out the money for the equipment and all the good microphones and everything and the programs and everything, so i kind of now just putting it what I want. You know, I'm doing it now.
0: Now, Mike, you had your uh, album Operational Hazard out for a few months now. What areas of the country have you seen it sell the best in?
7: Uh, I'd say Texas, Ohio, and California are probably the most... Like sale wise, and it's hilarious because that's nowhere near where we live. <laughs> and go figure.
8: Yeah, quite a few people know you guys in Ohio. Yeah.
7: yeah. Maybe like three people know us in New Jersey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what areas of Texas did you do the best in?
7: Uh, Arlington, Texas. That's Where's near Dallas, basketball? right? Yeah, that's where that's like like where Incinerator we played with that was like our last show with Incinerator. And they had, like, a bunch of their friends come. It was in the CD warehouse in Arlington. It was actually, like, a really sick record shop. And it was, like, a very... Like, we were literally playing the show in the middle of the aisles, basically. <laughs> like, by the front door. And it was, like, really... It was sick. Like, everyone was, like, right on top of you and everything. <laughs> oh, this jerky's so hot. <laughs> yeah, it
1: is, man. Uh,
0: I
2: so much. It I licked it and I caught on fire, so...
7: Down.
0: Yeah, try some of this. It's uh, a bit more tame.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Now, tell me about the jerky situation in Ohio. <laughs> the jerky yeah,
8: it's, it's tough.
2: I don't
6: need it. <laughs> Wait, what's I
8: love the jerky, jerky situation. Um, it's tough. What? It's not like good, chewy. It's just name, brand. Yeah, it's just,
7: I don't know. I yeah, don't, you don't want to mess with this.
0: Pretty much from what I've learned... Cactus Pete is awesome, but Heidi Joe's really, really is a lot better.
6: Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't know
0: at all. Well, Heidi Joe's is, like, from New Hampshire, and it's, like, they were selling it at, like, the state fair this summer, and it was just kind of like I went over and, like, tried some, and I'm like, I'm going to buy two pounds of this, and I did.
6: <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
0: It, it was really that awesome, though, so it was worth it. Nice. Now, Mike, tell me about your favorite highlights from the nationwide tour with Killing Session. No Um, pressure.
6: There was a
7: lot of hilarious moments, and some of it, like, the whole driving was a blur, basically. Uh, Who
0: did most of the driving?
7: uh, Sean, our record label rabbi. Sean, he pretty much was the only one that could drive it. Because you had to be twenty five to Yeah. My voice is good now. Uh you had to be twenty five to drive it. And he's like seventy five, so it worked out.
0: What was it like touring with uh two new members that weren't on the operational hazard album?
7: Uh, it was good. Like it went over like really good. At first, I mean, like we literally had uh dimitri like within less than two months before we left so fit go figure like he had to learn eight songs uh right before like within a month and a half of us going and the first two shows like all of us i mean like we played shows before like with tony like tony's like got the groove and everything but uh you know just like a new member coming into a band and getting ready to play 20 shows in a row it's kind of like it's like a little nerve-wracking, but it actually went really good, and he learned the songs quick, and now he's our current drummer. He was only going to do the tour with us, but now he's actually our full-time member.
0: Mike, what do you think it's harder to break into with new members, guitarists, bassists, singers, or drummers?
7: Singers. Um, I'd say they all play a huge role with just how they, uh, how everything reacts, because like, especially like thrash like someone coming from a like a tech death metal band or like a really melodic band just like all these different uh different we all have different um like aspects and likes and music so to bring them everything together it's gonna be a little stagnant at first and not you know like uh i don't know it's just the whole feel of it you know like thrash especially is all about being loose and that's where it kind of mixes together with all of it
0: now, you're going to be heading out to Europe next year. How many shows and what particular markets are you hitting the hardest?
7: Uh, we are. Uh, we're we just got a 10-day uh, a tour in um, Russia as well. So we're starting off in Italy, and we're going to be going up to Switzerland and Germany. And then we're trying to hit as much as Europe as possible before the festivals happen because... Most of the clubs closed down from, like, middle of July to the end of August, so, and we got offered the, uh, the Headbangers Open Air Prefest show, and that's in, like, that's like the end of July, so we're trying to find, like, we found it better to go to uh, Russia right before we do that show, so then, uh, because most of the clubs closed down because of all the festivals, so we kind of planned it so we can come there, play the spots in Europe. Go to Russia when the clubs close down, and then come back and play Headbangers Open Air, and then go home.
0: Like, Why are you playing in Russia? I've never heard of an American band going out to Russia on their first European tour.
7: Uh, I actually got hit up by um, someone. That he was, uh, it's a this booking agent in, in uh, Russia that uh, is, I contacted. This band, Hell's Thrash Horsemen, actually from Russia, and uh, like they've always been like good friends with us. Just like always talked yeah. about us, and they they recommended me this guy. And I was going into this saying, like, all right, this is nowhere near where we're going to be, but let's see what happens. Maybe tables will turn. Because I saw the guy, he booked, like, Necronomicon and a few other yeah. big bands, and he was, like, came to me. So I was like, all right, maybe I, I really shouldn't turn this down, like, this opportunity. So he he went over everything with me, and he was, like, completely legitimate with everything, and he we're. Basically, not gonna have to uh, pay a dime other than our flights there, and it was, which is fairly cheap from Berlin to Moscow. It's like less than two hundred dollars. So, we figure put out that, and then he is taking care of everything else, and that seems pretty good. So, what type of per
0: diem are you expecting? You guys need to adhere to on your European tour. I'm sorry. Or what type of daily expenses are you guys oh. gonna limit yourselves to each day?
7: Um. Besides our, like, I mean, this is what we're, if we break even, that will be amazing. I mean, that's, that's hard to, like, that's a hard goal to hit being on our first tour yeah. in Europe. But, um, I don't know. Honestly, I'm hoping to get, uh, just like use our guarantee to get us from point A to point B and anything left over we'll divide for ourselves and, really the whole thing is just the experience not really worried about but we're definitely going to bring enough money just in case if anything happens so how
0: many different areas in russia are you hitting
7: uh he i'm actually waiting on the exact cities but we're start we're going to be flying into moscow and then he said we're going to be doing somewhat of a circle i have the cities and he sent me an email like there's a few cities he already has booked but it's going to be basically a circle in which we go around and come back at Moscow so then it, like, works out perfect. I see. Cool.
0: Mm. You hitting any other Eastern European
7: countries? I'm not sure just yet. Like, the only confirmed ones right now, like, in Europe in general, is Italy, Switzerland, Germany, and we just got offered in Poland, but that's it's kind of spread out right now, and we're kind of filling in all of the... Uh, We're trying to find other places in between all these places that we definitely have shows in. So it works out good, too.
0: I see. On that note, let's listen to uh, another condition-critical song.
7: How about, um,
0: let's see. Morning Sickness. Cool. Cool. This is uh, Japan Nick uh, with uh, everybody in Killing Session and Mike, the bassist of Condition Critical. Now, while we were off the air, I was talking with Mike and some of the people in Killing Session about uh, thinking about touring Europe. Um, Mike was telling me um, a number of places in Russia he's going to hit and what types of things you need to plan for when it comes to like having the merch ready so that um, you don't have the merch sent to uh, one country after you've left it, like, two or three days beforehand. Yeah. So, talk about that.
7: (laughs) What, how we're getting our merch there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're probably going to, just to be on the safe side, we're going to be just, like, getting everything ready here so we know because it, it takes a lot of time, especially... We're gonna have to get new seat like more CDs made up and everything. We want to make sure it's here in our hands before we go, and we'll worry about what it's gonna, what we're gonna have to do to. Like, I know we're we're gonna be able to have to like, uh, you know, like put it somewhere. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But we're getting <laughs> it. We're, all that we know is we're getting it there, and we're gonna have merch for our European tour.
0: <laughs> I see now. For this European tour, what type of uh? services are you going to use to have these albums pressed because you're going to need at least about 300 albums for the european tour
7: i mean we we went on the road for with our tour with a thousand and we came home with like 700 or like 800 so we didn't like we still have make maybe 300 left and we're thinking about bringing at least 500 with us so we're probably going to get another 500 made up just to bring with us just to be on the safe side I mean, no one's going to buy it anyway, but just to be on the safe side. <laughs> You'll come
8: back with more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I get
7: more made. <laughs> but what about,
0: like, <laughs> tell me the situations where it's like you had a really exceptional sale at one show compared to another show.
7: Uh, yeah, like Ohio. And Ohio is probably, like, our biggest sale. As well as like the Shredder in Idaho. Like, those were our two best shows, I'd say. Because there was, it was packed and like a lot of people were there and yeah. wanting to have our CDs after they saw everyone play. As well as in, everyone did good with merch for those shows.
8: Yeah, especially the Ohio because that's where we're from. Yeah. yeah.
7: Damn. Yeah.
0: Like, for like the soundboard recordings. Are you ever able to get those from any of the concerts that you play at?
7: Um, I don't think we even, I don't think they recorded it. We didn't get asked, really, if they wanted to put a CD in or record anything while we're playing live. We should have. That's actually a really good, we should have done that. But no, nah, no one recorded us unless it was like off a phone or something. We didn't really get any really sick footage or live recordings on the tour, but now we know for next tour, though. So
0: would you imagine you'd want to do a uh, a couple of different uh recordings of certain concerts and you could be like live in Europe from Condition Critical 2014 or something like that.
7: Oh yeah, there's definitely going to we're definitely bringing some sort of camera. Like on this uh, the tour, the US tour, we were going to have my friend uh like that does film and stuff come with us and record everyone's set and everything and then especially our set and we were going to take like a piece from each like I wanna each piece of like each t- show that we did and like turn it into like a music video for one of our songs, but things didn't work out and he he didn't make it, so I was like, uh eh.
0: Well on that note, what are you gonna try and make happen for the European tour then?
7: Um as in what? Improvements. Im- trying oh, to okay.
0: Trying to get some actual soundboard quality recordings so you can actually have archival uh, stuff. Uh, to put out for sale in the
7: future. I was thinking of making like getting a investing in a like a nice camera, especially one that could pick up sound from live shows as well and just kind of like work with that because there's definitely got to be pictures, videos and recordings made on that. Like it's not happens every day that we get an opportunity like this, so we're going to take it, like go at it full force. Now, for people
0: in killing session how interested are you in making a live album in the near future? Or the next year?
5: I don't know about, I don't know
3: about the near, near, future. near future. Maybe, uh, Maybe a few like years. Down I mean, we're more focused
8: on the EP right now. Yeah. yeah. And then Pretty once an we get that out, we'll see what EP. happens. The turnouts will be at live shows, and we'll see what happens with the live recording.
0: Okay. Now, Mike. Can you name some of the other bands that you expect to share the stage with in Europe?
7: Um. Uh, definitely, uh, Ultraviolence from Italy and Hell's Thresh Horsemen. I mean, th- not from Europe, but when we hit Russia, uh, Hell's Thresh Horsemen. Uh, oh yeah, and for Headbangers Open Air, it's uh, where we're going to be hanging out with like Paradox and Zentrix and stuff. So that's going to be. I'm really looking forward to those two the most. Wait, actually. is Sodom playing that? I don't know unless they announced it. I know that they're gonna announce more headliners. Like I'm not saying Zentrix and Paradox aren't fine headlining, but I think they're gonna announce like bigger ones because Metal Church and Overkill played last or two years ago or something. So I think they're gonna get more like bigger bands, possibly like more USA bands too.
0: You thinking of trying to get into uh, Northern Europe, like Sweden, Finland, or Norway?
7: Um, that the only thing with that is it's kind of it's pretty out of the way from where we're going I mean like if something worked out to where we like kind of went that way then yeah if it if it comes to us then yeah but for right now um, we're just gonna stick with like a small European tour and like <coughs> the uh, Russia and then come back play the festival
0: now I noticed one of the members in killing session really seemed excited when we talking about Scandinavia. Tell me, man. Um, do you guys have a lot of interest from uh, Northern Europe? No, I'm just
8: a nerd. I'm, <laughs> I'm Norwegian. So uh, I'm real big into all the Scandinavian stuff. I consider myself a Viking. Fun! <laughs> and he said he didn't want to go to Norway, so I said, I didn't like that.
6: <laughs>
0: wow.
8: Cussing him out.
0: We're... Where's your um, family from in uh, Norway?
8: All over. just It dates back way too far. We have a family tree of it starting in like 402. Like really? Wow. Before it was even there. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, they're from everywhere. I mean, there's a, ta- a town named after my family in Norway, a city actually, Orvig, Norway.
0: Uh, where is that? Is that near Oslo or Bergen?
8: It's close to uh, Oslo, I think.
0: Do you have any um, family in Norway that you still communicate with?
8: I haven't talked to... Actually, I don't know if I do or not. I mean, I know there's my families over there, but I don't know any of them personally. I've never really talked to any of them.
0: You ever um, take any Norwegian uh, language classes?
8: No, I wish. I wish I could take those.
7: I'd probably throw up if you talked to them.
8: I would speak it every day just to annoy him. Mm-hmm. I would call him. <laughs> <laughs> like, on their tour over in Europe, if
7: I was able to do it. Like, waste all that money <laughs> just to call us to talk to. It's like ten bucks a call. Yeah.
0: Oh, do Skype.
6: Oh,
8: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stupid when it comes to technology. Ooh, I've never actually
7: sound. used it. Me but neither. We'll Me figure either. something out. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, because
0: you could have, like... A one-hour call to Japan, it'll be like $2. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's awesome. It's
6: good.
0: Like, all my international interviews and things of that nature, I do via Skype. Like, I recently... Like, this week I had a published article. Well, actually, an interview with the bassist of Duran Gray, and they're playing Monday at Irving Plaza headlining. And it was crazy, because, like, there was a translator from Germany on the one hand, and then the bassist was in Tokyo talking and that would have just been like a horrifically expensive call if oh, I did yeah. that another way.
7: <laughs> of course.
0: Now, supposing like you guys got the chance to tour Europe, where would you go? Each of you like pick out three or four concerts that would be important for you to see. I have
2: no idea. Like That's an awesome like
0: country.
8: Yeah, to I know. Go? Yeah. Like Definitely. yeah, Germany for sure would be yeah. easy. Awesome. I would love to play in Scandinavia as well. I mean, see what we can do over there. I know it's more into a different kind of metal, but
1: <laughs> yeah, still make room. Metal.
0: Have you ever heard of anybody wanting to tour Iceland?
8: I'll go yeah. to Iceland.
1: But, I, yeah, sure, I'll go to Iceland anyway.
0: Would you imagine most people need a really just insane guarantee to make that happen?
7: Yeah, that's just like someone wanting to play Antarctica. oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh gee, who is
0: that that you're speaking
7: of? Uh, probably one of the heaviest bands after 1990 that I've ever listened to. Like, oh,
8: they're too heavy for me. Too heavy.
7: Aww, My ears feel like a hundred pounds after I listen to Metallica's "Load and Reload."
6: <laughs>
7: Can't forget "Almost Done Loading." one. <laughs> Don't forget about the masterpiece of Saint Anger. Oh yeah. Is the I mean, I took out the trash this morning, so when I opened the trash can lid, I I actually heard the album. <laughs> Yo, dude, I got
0: Death Magnetic the day it came out for five bucks with free shipping because somebody really thought it sucked <laughs> that bad.
6: Hey,
2: I think it was a comeback. They paid you to have comeback. it. It was definitely a comeback. And then they just blew it with Lulu, but it was a comeback.
0: <laughs> what did you like about Death Magnetic, Kim?
2: It's just it. W- it's terrible. more, yeah, it's it's bad, but oh, it's like, it's, right. it's not as like bad it. as St. Anger. Like, St. Anger with the no solos and just the worst. His voice happens. is just... Oh, no, uh, it's bad. Better. But I can't really hate on Metallic definitely that much because better. I absolutely love them. They're definitely one of my favorite bands that got me into metal in the first place.
0: Now, rank the first four albums from them in terms of you loved it the most and you don't like it as much.
2: I think um, Injustice for all is my first favorite. Um, kill 'em all, Red Lightning, and the Master Puppets. Master, Watch. last yeah, yeah. Wow, it's not. I just. <laughs>
0: I don't even <laughs> want to talk about Metallica anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now the rest of you rate the Metallica. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what? Was that was a
0: joke. Yeah, yeah. Talk into the <laughs> mic when you say that, though. I
3: have no mic. Uh, justice puppets Lightning, kill <laughs> them all.
0: Any depth into that? No, no. Okay, <laughs> you person in the middle, what do you pick?
1: Um, I can't choose. It's just great. Wow. I like all of them. I don't know.
0: Now, Mike. Since you love Metallica so much, tell me about your four picks and how you rate them.
6: Mm,
7: no comment.
8: <laughs> uh, for me, I, I guess it would be Justice, Master, Ride, and then Kill them All. I don't know why, I just, Justice is the first album I ever owned.
2: Yeah, it was the first cassette tape I found, and it was the best thing I've ever heard.
7: I might be frowned upon for this, but the first album, like, when I was, like... I might have been 10 or... I'm not sure, whenever St. Edgar came out, and I I had no idea what I was getting, and I thought, like, a CD. I was like, oh, yeah, Fist, yeah. I bought... That was, like, my first Metallica album, and I was just so upset after (laughs) I bought that, and I was like, this is what everyone likes i was like 10 so it doesn't really like matter but i mean ah. cover art can be very deceiving oh yeah same thing with ours like our, we're actually like a pop band it's, it's we draw people with the ed repka stuff so that's that's all dude one time i got this ministry album and it had like
0: these crazy like nails on it and i was thinking oh you know this is going to be an insane album and it was with sympathy and oh man it 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 blew dogs for quarters. It was so bad. That's like the worst ministry album. It's like Al Jorgensen even goes into interviews and he's like, that was an abortion of an album. (laughs) (laughs) But on that note, I need to... uh And that was just savor the torture from steel bearing hand off their uh EP the self-titled one steel bearing hand. Now we're playing another killing session song. Killing session is a band from Ohio that they're doing a tour I mean an interview on WMSC tonight as well as recording their EP with Mike Dreyer from uh, Condition Critical. Now what song are we going to play now?
7: I have This'll demise. Be, yeah, I have demise. This is not my recording, by the way. Yeah, okay, it's
0: not. <laughs> here we go. Killing session on WMSC 90.3. And if you course. have any requests or want to call in, that number is 973-655-4256. One more time. 973-655-4256.
6: Stop the, Stop session! the session!
5: No but no, no I do no, no. Fat- oh, yeah. mm-hmm. not know can't not to get us fired. Terrible, 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 terrible,
6: we're
5: on, we It's worth me. I Gel- it. I <etchly>
4: No cursing at all. Do I have anything to say to them? I just want to say hello and hope um, all is metal and uh, keeping it metal and keeping it real and uh, keeping the scene real. Um, I'm glad, you know, um, bands are still out there and doing it and keeping it uh, old school as well. And, you know, that's it. I I, I don't really know... uh killing session. I do know condition critical a bit though. But uh I, I definitely Yeah. Yeah, really uh keeping it real and keeping it uh keeping the scene and uh going out and uh, jamming, you know, uh I've I'm still a long time uh, old schooler myself, you know, uh forty five years of age and uh you know, um still keeping it uh keeping it tight, keeping it real. He just kind of got me on the air. I didn't know I was going to go on the air or anything, but <laughs> kind of embarrassing. But, uh, you know, I'm asking you guys, you know, it's good, good that you're uh, keeping it cool, man. I would like to hear some uh, some of your tunes if uh, Nick would uh, play uh, afterwards, of course. I'd probably just miss. So you're more old school? What are your, what are your influences? Yeah, the
8: big four stuff like thrash like that and then there's like small like I like some old death metal bands and stuff that would be put thrown into that as
4: well any crossover bands like um old DRI or COC or suicidal or any of uh those bands you're influence? oh yeah
8: we're all suicidal DRI fans for sure
4: yeah yeah so that that all goes yeah we've played with DRI Um,
8: before and we actually like know Kurt Brett the singer for them like on a personal
4: basis dude I see him just about at every show I always run into him he's always cool dude always uh, worthy to talk. All, all the bands are very cool. Yeah. Um, you guys do any grindcore? You, you into any cl- old uh, grindcore or uh newer bands, like the Deathcore bands like uh Black Island, uh Skeleton Witch and stuff like that. Not
8: too much. Not really, for me.
4: No, you're just you're just more you're just more of the old school, yeah. that school man, because I, I, I'm really I'm really uh you know, although I'm not going to, uh, leave that out by any means, but I definitely am, uh, much more into the, uh, older school stuff myself. I, I very much enjoy that and it's very much my show. As, uh, you know, Nick will sit on, uh, uh sit in with me on, uh, Tuesday nights and, uh, you know, definitely cool and we, uh, I, uh, try to pull out a lot, lot of, uh, old school stuff as much as possible, you know. So very cool. Yeah, I like Very things. good. Any final words, Dave? Um, just, uh, just trying to find out um, where they are and uh, their musical style and um, some of their influences and stuff like that, you know, more or less, yeah. Just checking out.
0: Now, where awesome in... I
4: would come in, call in, and say hello. <laughs>
0: Much appreciated, Dave.
4: Yes. See you Tuesday, man. All right, man. Very good. Take care, man. Nice talking to you. Very good. Thank you, man. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Till the next time, man. Now, why don't we play a song, another song from your album as requested by Dave? Another song? Uh, just tell me what track number.
8: We don't know what the number the track numbers are on it really because this is an old CD. We don't have any like we never printed off mass copies of those. Yeah. House. For anything. So we just had our, like our own little versions. This is our We're first true
3: thing.
0: No. No, which one was Mike, uh think um what is appropriate to play right now? Four,
7: yeah. For them? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't know. Don't I, don't know. On I don't even know that C that's the C D they uh have they recorded at their house. Uh, their sure track the, uh, four
0: is two minutes and ten seconds.
2: That's that one can do that. be done you can do
3: it you can tell them
2: it's, it's, it's kind of different it's like an intro to my another song
6: what song do
0: you got? okay shall I play it? it do you want to play it or do you want to play the
2: other song I think it was "Sands." not that same
0: alright yeah just play number four I guess okay here's track number four from Killing Session and it's called Liquid Event exactly here we go WMSC 90.3 Killing Session. Talk about that song and how it was recorded.
8: Well, that was, I guess, originally first supposed to be an uh, intro song to another one of the songs that we had going.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's one of those songs where it's uh, kind of a story, almost something that I wrote down one time, and I just kind of wanted to feel like it was like that. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a short song. It doesn't have a lot of changes or anything. It's just like that. Little story. It was
8: really almost just like a filler song, kind of. We, it was just something me and yeah, him recorded kind of a long about,
0: a while ago. And now, typically, like with how your songs are written, is it usually like maybe a two or three minute song, or is it more of like longer type stuff, like maybe five or eight minute long songs? Most it's
3: our, usually between five and eight. Five yeah, most
8: songs. of our songs are around five to eight minutes. That's by far the shortest song.
0: Who's the main songwriter in the band?
8: Kirk. It's Kirk. I
0: and what does Eric do? Kirk. Kirk, whatever. <laughs> Kirk, Eric. He does he sound vocalist. the same?
8: He's guitar and vocals. <laughs> He's a guitar vocalist.
0: So when you come up with a song, like how much of the skeleton is there for the rest of your band to work on?
3: Well, usually whenever I start writing something, I kind of hear the other parts, so that actually, it's actually really hard. Doing uh, doing that
6: because everything's kind of like
0: there, so not much. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? So tell me about like uh, the rest of the members. Like, please chime in and say like what it's like when you introduce your parts into the music.
3: David uh, uh, will just all of a sudden start playing it different one day. Uh, and <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, pretty much.
3: It's basically just. These have been Play. written for a long time. I, I Kirk so, like, and I'm David
4: doing... used to live
8: with each other for a while. And, they and a Kirk life. and David
0: are guitarists.
8: No, no I'm, I'm the really. other guitarist.
7: And, and then me and
2: Kirk are brother and sister as well.
7: Yeah, we mm. spend a lot of time. We try to meet at least twice a week and go over all the new material we wrote together. and Oh, wait, I'm not in your band. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're
8: in our band, Mike. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he comes down. He drives down like every other <laughs> I week.
7: drive to 10 hours. <laughs> I drive the jam for like, a half. <laughs> it, it's
0: worth it, though, isn't it, Mike? It's
7: definitely worth it. Definitely oh, worth a, he's it. He's a nice guy. He just gets a little annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, what do you do when Mike gets annoying? Like, I mean, how, how do you put he's up kind with of that?
2: Slap him that.
8: Yeah, we kind of just usually beat him, him in the place, and it usually works. Like <laughs> We'll just boss. mentally beat him, though. Like we'll He's asking for, for
0: it, though, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs>
8: Completely asking for it. By the time we're done recording with him, he's just going to lock himself in his room for like three weeks and just yeah. have nothing to do with anyone.
7: <laughs> yeah, now- I can't stand the click track anymore. Man. It's <laughs> digging into my brain where I hear it right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, Mike, are there any major lyrical themes that you can talk about that you've seen for this album
7: for killing sessions z p yes um, uh, I don't think all I'm not sure if all of them entwine together for one general topic. I think they all kind of have like a story behind them. We haven't done vocals yet, but from what like I've seen the vocals as they're each song tells its own story, I'm I'm assuming. Especially the music. It's just like I'm blown away by the music, so it's I think it's going to sound really good. So.
0: What was your biggest concern before you began recording?
7: Um the band or Mike? <laughs>
0: uh, whoever has an idea first.
8: <laughs> I didn't getting up here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the money. Getting
8: up here, having the money to get up here. Yeah. Definitely the
2: money. The yeah, the drums.
7: The drums. the drums. the drums are the only concern. Because <laughs> I go, I try to make them sound like like as best as I can, but it's just, uh, like, I, the whole, before I do that, you got to make sure everything's on point with everything, and that just takes a long time. Like the click and everything, like matching it up and all that.
8: So other than that, though, like, we were excited for it, ready to come up here. I mean, touring with Mike, getting to know Mike. We trusted him with all that, so.
7: He's a nice fella.
0: Tell me about how the game plan on this recording is laid
7: out. Uh, As soon as I got here Sunday, we started to do uh, just the tempo, figure out, map the whole, each song, tempo by tempo, and I would have Kirk play uh, the scratch guitar. We would record, we recorded two guitar tracks, like left and right panned, and, uh, We just figured out the tempo for each song, and it took about like seven hours to do that, and we did it in one killing session. And (laughs) then Monday, we started drums, and today, we just finished drums. Now, how long
0: do you think it'll take to do the bass, guitars, and vocals? That's
7: going to be all... uh, The plan I had was scratch drums <laughs> this weekend i'm going to be editing and mixing the drums together and eqing them making them sound like like in your face and everything and then monday we we're, we're going to be starting rhythm and i'm saying rhythm shouldn't take more than 2 days for because there's going to be three rhythm guitar tracks one of them's going to double up and one of them's going to have something else going on and then uh I would like to start vocals Tuesday afternoon or Monday morning and kind of, like, work them in and then maybe as much as he can that day and then do bass and then solos starting the latest uh, a week from today. Now,
0: you're doing everything here, like mixing, mastering, and producing the album. I'm not
7: mastering. The guy... I'm uh I'm recording and mixing and I'm sending it out to the guy who did our Bread to Kill demo to master it. So it's gonna sound it's gonna sound really good. I'm confident with that. So
0: what what person did you use, uh from what studio for that?
7: Uh Bobby Torres in Frightbox Recording. It was like uh he's like his own engineer, I like guess his like studio he has and he did uh two like my other bands, E P and Album. Strychnia? And, yeah. And um we uh we, that, that was the first recording I've ever done with him. With Strychnia's album, we released, and then we went back. With uh, when Condition Critical started, we did our demo there because we were friends with the, we were friends with the guy, and it was only within an hour away. So, did that, and then we just thought I just thought it's a great idea to have him master this, you know.
6: Now,
0: is this being done to tape or recorded digitally?
7: Uh, this is gonna be digital. It's all. Uh, I'm running it all through uh, Pro Tools. It's. I'm. I'm using mics. It's not the instruments aren't going to be anyway. Being like direct in recorded. It's all mics. Mic'd up guitar. Ca- it's going to be a live sound, but used with like Pro Tools and stuff. I'm using. Like, it's going to have like digital stuff of course, but uh, more. I'm trying to give this like make this like a really live sounding album, and it's not fake or there's no machines playing these out these instruments, they're people, you know.
0: Have you all decided on what label to put this EP out on?
7: Any, uh, we don't
3: have a label.
8: There is no anything label no. right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're free. <Just>
3: free.
6: <laughs>
8: Other than that, we were just talking about letting it just kinda like we get selling it. it for like five bucks. I think you show Bogart some
2: Giving them, giving them out from there, I guess.
8: Just trying to get the name out a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll be able to put some press kits together with that, though, and send that out to try to get a label.
0: What types of people are there in the Midwest that you can turn to for uh, heavy support of uh, a band like yourself?
8: Like the, the fans or other... Fans,
0: fans as well as like quasi-journalists and writers and things yeah, of that nature.
8: There's not there's many of, writers. There's no like of the out there really i mean some of the fans it's
2: we got laura purden from she works with Bogarts. yeah i mean she's helpful quite a bit with all the bogart shows that she's putting on for us and helping us do because it's awesome to ha- like have played there that's where we go to see our favorite bands
0: tell me about this venue bogart's like how big is it and um sure. what types of bands typically go through there
2: um
8: this the is- biggest yeah, business, like Testament, Death band. Angel,
2: Anthrax, Exodus, Municipal Waste. This is overkill. Like that's Any where we band go and see that's
8: not lives. an arena band, basically. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the
2: main It's, like, a decent venue, too. It's venue. pretty big.
0: What is it, like, an 800 or 1,200 person arena? A couple thousand.
2: A couple thousand, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's,
8: it's and nice. it's, it's always packed when I go to shows there to see, like, those Camp shows. Not local shows. I mean, they rarely
7: hold local shows. They, they just, just lo- recently began recently to use started local shows again. They just recently
2: started bringing
8: local shows back to
7: it. Uh, now what is like it like between like Starland and the truck like if you've been to Starland yeah. like I think that's like what it is like that <coughs> uh,
0: how much opportunity is there for like local bands like yourself to be able to get booked at Bogarts this
2: is, it was a newer thing um, yeah it's a
8: newer thing
2: they used to hold local shows at Bogarts and I guess they cut that and now Laura works there and she's starting to put that back on again so they're like low dose shows they're called like $5 tickets for, like, all death metal bands, all thrash yeah, bands. Yeah, they've been
8: called, like, the Lodo Thrash, the Lodo Death. Yeah, the Lodo so they put on Lodo Thrash and had us headline for know, as, like, our going-away show
2: for the <laughs> tour. I just want to suck you right was pretty now. Cool. <laughs> and then now we've told her about the EP that we're releasing, <laughs> no, no, no. and she would like to set something up with us there <laughs> to actually put that out there and help us, like, get it out.
8: Yeah, she likes us, so, and she's, like, that helps us out mm-hmm. a lot for her to be able to hook us up for getting shows there because that's a big venue. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone in the area knows that venue down there. If there's a show, most people want to see it at Bogart's.
0: Now, like, in the Ohio area, um, like, for a band at your size, how much um, pay-to-play do you need to deal with?
2: Um, we um, have only, like, really run into Bigger that shows once. try to do pay-to-play with us. But we've but only like, ran, we've ran into that once really... just recently with The Misfits and we didn't play. No,
8: we've had to pay to play quite a few times.
2: Um, talk but about it's that. usually
8: bigger shows that require ticket sales. Yeah, like uh, 15 minimum Well, that that's what pay to play is. Yeah, ticket the, sales well, the, the bigger ticket sales though, and they're like Like I don't mind selling tickets like for cheaper shows, but when they're asking like 2150, I kind of feel All bad right. asking like fans from local shows like, for to spend twenty one fifty dollars and fifty cents. $0.50. Like I mean, if
0: you're opening up for like Exodus or Testament, that's Exodus. one thing.
8: Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, that's that's different. We yeah, also there's no way we'd be able to find. And like we also need people. the the right amount of time to be able to sell the tickets. We yeah, can't just be can't handed the tickets. Yeah. Be like the shows in a week. Like the, sell these. We well, need
1: that uh, ask for hundred dollars or hundred tickets per band, like that's impossible. Like there's, we wouldn't even be able to find a hundred people in Cincinnati that would even be willing to come to.
0: How close are you to Vindicator? Could,
1: uh, they're like 3 4 hours away from group, so it's it, they're a while away. Where is Vindicator live? They're like in Akron, I believe.
8: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <coughs> yeah, I guess we that's never like played with 4 them. hours. No, we've we've never played with them. This from Ohio, also. <laughs> they're from Athens.
0: And how far are you from Chicago?
8: About 5, five. hours.
0: Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, like, five hours of easy driving where it's, like, maybe 50 uh, miles an hour? Or, like, you're really, like, looking the looking in the back yeah. mirror going, like, 90 or 100?
8: Oh, uh, like we drove there, it. It was like 85. Yeah, about 85 the whole time. It
2: was <laughs> <real> <laughs> wow. boring. Just
7: Damn. stupid drive. That was for the DRI who sell tons of
1: shit.
7: I was saying to them that the drive they did to my house is probably the it was world's worse. most boring it was drive. Me. You have to go from... The whole state of Pennsylvania, and it's just, like, nothing. Is they there, were all really. asleep. I had to drive, and they were all asleep. They left me.
0: Oh, while they were in Pennsylvania, you should have told them to get, like, a bunch of Iron City beer.
7: Oh, yeah, they're, t- they're old. The oldest is that's 20. I'm 20, and I'm the oldest. You would think... He- yeah, he's well, 20. Oh, you could
0: get away with that.
8: Oh, I know I could he, get away. Got, <laughs> hint, hint, got wink, wink, say it. no more. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I already get away with it here. He's, he's,
3: he's like 45. Yeah. Yeah, I'm falling <laughs> don't, apart, bro, though. So I've already
8: got gray hair. He's 45. Broken he's legs. <laughs> 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 My nose. But,
0: like, I mean, Iron City is so awesome. Like,
8: <laughs> I've never, I've never heard, heard of it before.
0: <laughs> before. You oh, like yo, uh, should I should actually play the new Overkill, or not Overkill, Warbringer song, Iron City. I have not
7: heard, of have not heard of the new Warbringer album yet. I've heard maybe two songs off of it.
2: I didn't like Hunter Seeker at all.
0: No. I yeah, but see- I mean, a song about like a Pennsylvania beer that the guys in Mantic oh. Ritual are obsessed about. Really? That that's how it ended up on the album because like really? Ben and Jeff bugged the hell out of the rest of the guys in Warbringer <laughs> to really? do the song because they, they they're the ones that made the song.
7: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know they were from Mantic Ritual. I didn't know. I, I know Jeff isn't in that band anymore, though. right? Yeah, I don't know what happened with that, but... I think they have their... Warbringer has their old guitarist back. Adam right? Carroll. The, uh, he, he's shorter yeah. with short hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Although, both the guys in Mantic appeared on the album. Yeah. Okay, well, here we go. Warbringer's new song, Iron City, from uh, Empire's Collapse. Stay tuned to WMSC 90.3, and it's 8.38 p.m. I don't think I'm actually gonna be able to play this. What happened?
6: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that. what happened. That was quick. <laughs>
0: what were your three proudest moments of your joint tour? The proudest moments? Uh, ones that didn't suck. <laughs> okay, just cool moments in
8: general. Well, it was just being on the road the whole time. That holy. Texas for me
0: because that's where all my family was. Okay. <laughs> Keep talking. Uh, WMSC 90.3. Uh, Shpanek speaking. Hello?
7: <laughs> exciting three exciting. uh, Tour just moments. Yeah, just being out. Just there. Having
2: yeah. that bus. The bus. That was really was never awesome. Happened
8: because that's never
2: happened.
7: No. Never again.
6: <laughs> never.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Your card, Mike. Was my
7: card. <laughs> car. <laughs> the bus.
2: Was Let's just say we kind of wrecked yeah. that thing.
7: Yeah. Poor.
0: What happened?
2: That's
7: <laughs> Just uh, many. I was the only one stupid enough to put my credit card on <laughs> it. <laughs> so, you're gonna do that the next time? No, you no, no. I, the, literally, the, the only reason why we got that, we are not hot shots, and we just thought like we were a bunch of like creeps coming into each venue. It's like, like, who are we to begin with? It's like everyone thinks Bon Jovi's on this bus or something. Like, it's like, but it was like the most affordable and convenient way for three bands to travel that. Don't have vans in which we would travel. Like none of us had vans, so we figured we'd rent something <laughs> big enough to carry all three of us on. So uh, I this got this van, this RV was like 390 a day with uh, unlimited mileage. So that was like the thing that really turned us on the most to it. And and it came with a trailer, and it it would have uh, it saved a lot of money on hotel costs basically too. So kind of like a like a good investment. But then we kind of miscalculated the gas cost of it and <laughs> the uh the damages done to it it just it's better to just i wish i just had a six passenger van and went about it but now we know
0: so what are you going to do next time
7: uh we're in the process of getting a van for so are we? like yeah we'll definitely have our own van by then so it was good though it was fun
0: How bad was the gas mileage as you were driving around? It
7: was probably, like, more than 350 to fill it up. And it would get us the full – it had two tanks, too, on either side. So we filled (laughs) up both, and it would last us probably, like, the whole day. Like, when we had to do, like, an 18-hour drive, like, it would last that whole time and everything. So, I mean, it was probably averaging, like, 150 a day on gas – probably and that was like what we got paid basically for each show like 200 dollars was like our max pay and 150 being the average pay so it basically the kind of at first the gas paid for itself and then just like when the damages and all this stuff happened it's just like ah but it was it was a good run though it's like now we know what to do and same thing when i when i had planned the tour like now i know where to hit on certain days like weekends especially like Definitely have to be in California on a weekend. I, I will never make that mistake again.
0: Tell me. So what? What happened?
7: Uh, we played. Well, we were gonna play with Witch Haven on one of the shows, but that was in uh, Santa Ana, and that got canceled because it was at this skate park, Unit B, that closed down. But we got there. We played New Mexico on a Sunday, and then we drove, and we had to play. We played the Whiskey A Go Go that Monday. That was just condition critical playing that show, and um. There was a good amount of people there for that one, but then Tuesday we played at this place, the Joint, in Los Angeles, and that there wasn't that many people there.
6: Yeah, you had fun. We played show. with
7: Internal Corrosion, <coughs> this, this older band, Abiot, Abiot, Abiot yeah. from Phoenix, Abyotics. and then Abyotics. yeah, 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 and then uh, a <laughs> few of our friends from the band like Madrost came. Mm. Like, uh, Mike fell off stage. Yeah, I fell off the stage. Wh- what class. happened? I just, like, was really... Trunk? Loaded, yeah. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> it was like... I don't know, like, I misjudged where my feet were, kind of, and I kind of tripped. I I gracefully fell, like, very slow. Everyone thought, like... I I
8: told everyone about it because it was, like, the slowest, most graceful fall I've ever seen. And, like, I was able to get there in time just by walking from, like, across the room. How
0: often do you feel like just kicking yourself that you didn't take video of it? Yeah,
7: (laughs) I know, that's why I was, like... Oh, we got uh, plenty of video, though, that
2: hopefully... Yeah, we have
7: video of everything that we... We've messed, <laughs> we probably messed with Alonzo at least 20 to 30 times. There's like oh 17 smack cameras Yeah. Smack cameras all, yeah. all over, yeah. <laughs> <Smack> all over <laughs> the place. It's like D- Dimitri, our drummer, would with Sharpie, Mike like inverted crosses all over him and he colored eyes on his eyes and like gave him like the pringles guy mustache (laughs) and like and then he would just wake up from a big smack from me it's like it was a good time (laughs) he slept with his eyes open because he was so scared
0: (laughs) (laughs) how do you do that i don't know (laughs) is that possible
7: i think so i think so i I could
0: imagine maybe if somebody knocked you out maybe you'd be like unconscious but i don't see how it's possible if your eyes are open (laughs) that'd be weird when the dreams come
7: yeah i know (laughs) but yeah all that stuff was hilarious and then but yeah seriously i now know where to uh book on weekdays and everything. that was my first time ever planning a tour and I had a good four months and I think it like nothing went wrong like every show was there and there was as many people as wanted to be there came couldn't really do much about that and left it to the promoters and stuff but um yeah it was good it was for our first tour we it was worthwhile 100% yeah.
0: I remember hearing from Sean before the tour that at one of the places you were playing, you were going to get a cut of the bar sales?
7: Oh, yeah. The last show of the uh, the tour was at the Summit in Ohio, <laughs> and we were only expecting, like, maybe it was, all right, we had a drive from, we dropped off Incinerator, and we played that show with them, and we had a drive from Arlington, Texas, to Columbus, Ohio, in under 18 hours or something, and Sean, Sean had a drive... <laughs> But everyone was taking turns driving because we had to get there and like everyone was like, we don't have enough money. And I was like, dude, we got to play this show. And like, we get there at 11 o'clock and there's like maybe like two or three hundred people there. Like, And like there's like a hundred people like running, chasing after the bus. It's like, who are we? Like, why are <laughs> we're not good. But anyway, we... uh. <laughs> We get there, and we were thinking, like, at the end of the show, we were like, uh, I don't know. They said the bar pay, I mean, door money. It's like, who's going to be at this club at 11 on a Tuesday night? And then we got paid, like, almost 600 bucks that day, and it was nice. Was, was that good. the uh, best? Uh, that was the pa- best show of the tour, yeah. Because including best
0: payment-wise?
7: Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. the worst. <laughs> the worst payment was in Oregon, where <laughs> we kind of had to – Pay a little, like we paid like ten bucks or something, because like they, I don't know, it was a like really bad that show. <coughs> that was the worst show in Portland. In Oregon. Portland, yeah,
8: was that where we couldn't even go in? Yeah, we yeah, like they stay. couldn't
7: go in because they were, the bar wouldn't let them go in, and then uh, these these bands that played like the openers, like they all basically left by the time the tour package mm. came on, because they, I'm guessing, they just wanted to play and leave, but it was just really. Not that good of a show at all, but yeah.
0: What were some of the other bands from Portland that were on that bill?
7: It was weird. Ooh. It was very weird. Was like the it, first one
1: like Tenaga or something.
7: Something like that? like that. It was like power <laughs> metal bands and like this one epic sounding band. Like I can't like I don't know what kind of music they're playing. Like it's like kind of like a epic metal kinda sound. Like, like, I kind of like power I didn't hear any of them
8: because yeah, we couldn't be in, in there. Yeah,
7: yeah. But um. Yeah, that some of the better shows though were with bands that we played was like with uh like in Texas. Yeah. Like we played with Death Razor, uh Toxic Steel, um Who's some other ones oh, that we Death played Razor. with? Yeah, yeah the, those bands were really good that we played with there. Jersey had some good bands with Oh, played. yeah, yeah. Jersey and yeah. Philly.
8: Jersey and Philly. The Voyager
7: We played with Carcinogen, and they came and played Xenophile with us in Philly. Cool. And Surgical Strike. And Surgical Strike was awesome. Xenophile, too. They played with us Xenophile. our first day, and they were here at the station last week, right? Or two weeks ago?
0: Uh, two weeks ago.
7: Yeah, yeah. Who was Xenophile. Oh, that's mm-hmm.
0: cool. Yeah, they're from, like,
7: they're all New familiar. Jersey. Yeah.
2: The Surgical Strike kids were really cool because they like had the whole old school thing. Yeah, going Yeah, and they're on. only like, like sixteen. Super old school. Yeah.
7: They're gonna be something. They're gonna be great.
2: They have like Marty Friedman hair. It's shorter. Yeah. It's getting there, but like they're so old school. It's like, awesome.
7: That's a band that we would like to bring, like or just play shows with, so people can see them. Uh, Throw their name out again. Surgical, Surgical Strike. Strike. Yeah, we all like them. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're really they're good. they're great. And Carcinogen has always been, like, one of my favorite bands from this area. What so. was
0: it about those bands that really won you over?
7: The, the heaviness. Just, oh. Yeah, everything about it. Like, the way they, their songs
8: were, the heaviness. Like, Surgical the Strike. The old school, the old schoolness strike, yeah.
2: And with them being as young as they are, being, like, 16 years old and being old school like that. Yeah, having fun It's up awesome. There. Were, and, yeah, yeah, having fun. They fit it. They're playing it. It's, it's awesome. That
8: was a good show. Oh, yeah. Really. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, have you ever been able to play any concerts with Morbid Saint?
7: We have
8: not. He no, ha- they
7: have. Yeah, we're we're actually going to be playing our third show with them in January. Uh, the bo- the venue isn't named. It's going to be in New York or North Jersey. They're they're coming, and we they don't have a name yet. I'm actually going to be playing two sets because Strychnia and. Condition critical are on that show, so that's going to be my first time like really dying after a show.
0: Can you speak about some of the other bands that are going to be on that Saint that's, show?
7: That's literally all we know right now. That we we were asked to play, and the the bar is in. Uh, it's going to be worked over this weekend where it's going to be at, but it's definitely happening you know, in January. Is it
0: going to be in Clifton or?
7: I think it's going to be in New York. I think it's going to be in New York. Okay. I think that's where maybe like around like where Saint Vitus is and stuff. I'm pretty sure. I think.
0: <clears throat> now, what are some major bands that Killing Session has shared the stage with?
2: DRI, yeah. DRI, Suffocation, suffocation Jungle Rat, Exhumed, rot exhumed. Uh, Rings of Saturn, and I think there was one other. At the Suffocation show we played up in Cleveland, Ohio, but our our coolest one was definitely DRI. We played with them at Peabody's in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and it was just a really great turnout show. There were a bunch of people there. They're all thrashers, so they dug what we were doing.
8: Yeah, they had us stuffed in this little, like, side room, and we thought we weren't going to get anything out of that show. And it turned out to be way better. There was a main stage in this little dirty side room, like you think they would store stuff in. But it had a little barn and it ended we up being. We played in the. Yeah, we played in the side room. The but it
2: was so. <laughs> p- <laughs> but it, it was packed. It ended up, and ended just up being packed and, and it was uh, actually yeah. packed was into the <laughs> halls
8: out into <laughs> yeah. the main room. Nice. And it was and was awesome. So we liked it. That was a fun show. We actually have videos of that one. Yeah, we thing. got to
2: hang out with, like, Daryl and afterward, afterward, which was, afterward. was also he really cool, Because then we keep in contact with them still.
8: came let almost talks to them on a regular basis. Yeah.
0: So. What? When do you expect to be able to perform a decent amount of shows in the New York, New Jersey area?
8: Whenever we can we get time money. off to do. Yeah, stuff it's mainly like the money and uh, work situation. Next year.
0: What do you imagine? Likely May, June.
8: I mean,
2: anything. Possibly we could probably. Yeah, that's it's, yeah. that's possible now. Like, if we really start saving up for that.
8: I mean, we don't. I'm, once I get back, I'm so, getting a van. I'm selling my truck and I'm getting a van, so that's gonna be like. What we could use to get up there and stuff, that takes care of that whole fiasco.
7: You should paint it bright blue and have no windows on it. it. It's not going to have (laughs) windows. It's only have a windshield. (laughs) Now, where have you played at in Chicago? It was at um, Junior's Sports Bar, and uh, uh, Don Quixote. He was. He I've heard of Don. Yeah, him he literally he was really going to hook us up with the, like a nice show but like we weren't we didn't think we were going to play Chicago because of the route we were going but then we were like uh we were going to play Maryland on Sunday and after the Philly show and that actually fell through because um something happened with the booker doesn't book for that club and it was like it was falling apart so literally we played champs Thursday for the first day of tour and we had off Friday. I tell, let Don know Friday that we have an opening for Sunday and we could make the trip from Philly to Chicago in overnight and we could play the show. And he got us a show at this bar and it was just us and Killing Sessions playing and uh, it was good. And like Neil was there and everything. So it was like we got to see all these people that we talked about us for years and like we finally met them and turned killing, uh, turned them on to Killing Session 2. <laughs> by bringing them. And yeah, just it was definitely definitely worth going there.
0: Well, on that note, why don't we start wrapping things up? Um can everybody here give me some of the uh social networking uh sites that you use?
1: Yeah,
8: Facebook, Reverb Nation, YouTube, Facebook are the L- three
0: Like, main what stuff. is, like, the address on Facebook to uh, get, Facebook. get to you?
2: Facebook.com slash Killing Session Band. Killing yeah. Session, both capitalized, and the band's not capitalized. Are you on Twitter? Uh, no. no.
8: No, we are not on Twitter.
2: I-, I attempted to make one of those, and it was the worst yeah, thing it's so hard. Ever. I don't
7: understand it. I made so a Condition Critical one. i never use it. So
8: other than that, YouTube... Facebook, yeah, you just type in
2: Killing thing. Session on YouTube, Facebook, Reverb Nation, any of that and
0: You have a SoundCloud account yet?
2: Um I no, I, I made, made one but it, no, I okay. never continued with it. I made one a while ago actually.
0: I see. Now uh Mike, tell me um when you expect this album to be ready for distribution.
7: Their E P um Figure it's gonna be sent out to get mastered by the 18th, anywhere between the 18th and 20th. I'm gonna be sending it out to get mastered. Figure that I'll get it by December 4th, and in their hands by the 7th of December. I'm hoping, and then however long they they will take to get it. Uh, sometime pressed.
2: in January, I think. Well, so add-
7: probably January. Yeah.
2: Or maybe maybe December, I don't know. But sometime like late December, early January, we'll do the EP release show at Bogarts. And that'll be like our first show. Which we out. might
7: make up for that. We might have to drive there to play that show. Oh yeah, we
2: definitely want Condition Critical there with that. That would be incredible. A lot of people down there that want to see them that haven't got to yet.
7: Now,
0: do you have any songwriting credits on this EP?
7: No. I mean, no, no, I didn't do anything just the only thing that i will throw is just my suggestions and if they're taken they're taken that's it that's all their stuff i have no part of that
0: and when do you see the next condition critical album being uh, released
7: it's just about almost written actually there's no so- no lyrics or song names or album name any at all or any uh Art we're thinking of, but um, definitely gonna be going into the studio probably around this time next year.
0: Okay, cool. Now, why don't we play another Killing Session song? What number would you pick? Track five. Okay. Now, what song was that, people?
2: Uh, that was Blow the World to Pieces, which would be the name of our first album.
8: Yeah, the, that was Blow the World to Pieces. Um, the name of the album that, when we come with the first album, that would be the name of it, really.
6: Yeah.
7: Yeah, like the worst song on the album is what that one is. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, any final
0: messages, people? Uh, Let's go down the line. Each of you say something.
7: Well,
8: just about something guys, in general about being in Jersey—the, the pork rolls. Like, <laughs> the and the we pork don't roll have and that in Ohio. World. And this pork, pork roll egg rolls. and cheese sandwich, Mike has <laughs> <us> on, <laughs> makes us want to just curl up in a ball and die every morning. But it's yeah, great. It's so good.
7: Pierre's pork roll egg and cheese in South Brunswick, New Jersey. You just can't beat that.
6: No. You really oh, have
7: you been to Five Guys?
6: Yeah, oh, yeah we, we have, have fun. They got them
7: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like they, they, they've never had a fat sandwich, though. I gotta take them to get a fat sandwich. Somewhere. You
0: mean from New Brunswick?
7: Yeah. Wait, do the they still trucks? have?
0: I the thought the grease, grease trucks closed because, like, yeah, I don't know, of, what like Coca-Cola or Pepsi were like, oh, you guys are selling the other drinks, so we're gonna be like bleep holes to you and, like, screw you over.
7: Yeah. <coughs> I'm not sure what happened with them, but they're still there, and they're, they're running. The, the, the Fat Daryl,
0: that's the one you want to get. Yeah.
7: <laughs> fat mm-hmm.
0: It's got, like, mozzarella sticks, chicken okay, fingers, yeah, french right. fries, yeah. and yeah. you, you yeah. absolutely yeah. have yeah. to yeah. drown yeah. it. Drown it uh, in marinara sauce.
7: Soon, so. Yeah, I'm trying to. Get you them.
0: can't like get one of those know. sandwiches and be like, "I'm afraid of getting a heart attack." Yeah. You just no, need no, to. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. That's He's why I'm eating. <laughs> I was already, like, they all dogs. want yeah. strokes, so
7: I'm gonna take them to the, get the finest eats around here. <laughs> oh
8: yeah, that's all we do. The White Rose. Like eat there every Oh, yeah. day
7: oh every
0: also day. Tito's Junkyard Dogs in New Brunswick is really awesome too. Like, but when you go, you can't get less than like four chili dogs for yourself. Honestly, yeah. stockpile maybe 15 or 20 of them.
7: Uh, <laughs> Destination Dogs is a really good place, too. They Where go. is that? That's on uh, George Street. It's off of George Street in New Brunswick. It's really, really good. They got, like, alligator ostrich hot dogs. Like, it's, I'm not even kidding. Like, They have the weirdest ones, but it's really good. But, yeah. Anyway, just uh, so hungry, watch out yeah, for sorry. Killing Sessions EP entitled... We it's
2: won. an uh, yeah. no it's, uh, blow the world up. There's it,
4: just <laughs> going to
7: be like a tub of like shed spread on the front, <laughs> like, <laughs> like margarine. <laughs>
1: like. Yeah. All right, but anyway. <laughs> All right, I just wanted to say thanks to Mike for, uh, from yeah, Condition Mike. Critical Woo, for Mike. recording us for these, for the next Hectic weeks.
7: two, two then, weeks. Uh, thanks yeah. to,
1: uh, Nick for having us tonight.
7: Okay. Yes. Yeah, thank thank you. you, Nick.
2: Stay greasy, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh
7: my god, look at the Santa Claus. <laughs> <is> Santa
6: Claus? <laughs> he looks like a what? what is that? <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Doesn't he look like Santa
7: Claus?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god,
7: his hair
6: is blossoming. Right? Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man.